Happy Easter. Good morning to everyone watching online as well. If you're watching online, write something in the comments. We would love to know who is joining us today. I want to let everybody know we had a kid's Easter egg hunt yesterday, and it was fantastic. So if you helped yesterday, give yourself a hand. It was great. It was great. And, uh, and Catherine over here uh, led an awesome Easter egg hunt. And if you want to help with children's ministry, find Catherine after church and say, I want to help with kids' ministry. Um, the kids and the youth, will, they meet every Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. We have dinner at 5.15. We have amazing Bible studies for adults as well on Wednesdays. We hope that you can join in that fun. Um, Kaylin here, uh, everybody's been asking her. She has her uh, recital uh, April 20th at Jacksonville First Presbyterian Church, if you want to check that out, because so many people have been asking us, so we thought we'd just announce it here. Um, if you ever cannot make, make it to church on a Sunday morning, we have a great service on Thursday nights at 5.30 here in the sanctuary. Uh, there's no music. It's a, a shorter, simple service. It's from 5.30 to 6, so you have a sermon, and then you can go to dinner on Broad Street. It's pretty great, isn't it, Pastor Sam? It is. It's amazing. Next Sunday, we will not have two services. Next Sunday, we have one combined service at 10 a.m., uh, we hope you can join us for that. And our kids are going to be singing. What's better than that? So you're going to want to check that out. Um, I wanted to let you know the, the form that you got when you came in, the announcement sheet. There's a QR code on there. If you scan that, it'll take you to all the information uh, going on at the church. Uh, and lastly, I wanted to let you know, after the service, don't rush out. Come get coffee and come hang out with everybody out here in the hallway. We have, uh, we have great coffee. So would you join us in prayer this morning? Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come together and worship this Easter morning. We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask, we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand and worship with us?
is risen. Welcome to our celebration Easter service. It is so wonderful to see you. Uh, y'all sound absolutely amazing up here. I don't know. So glad to have you all. I would be
everybody. Hi, it's great to see all of you. And look, you all look beautiful and handsome, and I look like I'm either going to preach or sell you a used car with this jacket. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't sell used cars, so I guess I'll have to preach in a little bit. Thank you for being here. Uh, Miss Catherine's going to take our beautiful children to Children's Church right now. So they're going to go that way. You and I are going to have a chance to, to, to give. Every year at Easter, we take up what we call an Alleluia offering. In addition to our normal offering for what we just use for all of our ministries, we, uh, we just have a, a way of saying Alleluia and thank you, Lord, for us being here. How many of you remember back, um, was it three years ago when we couldn't even gather at all because we were all hunkered down because of the pandemic? I feel like saying hallelujah today, just, just seeing all of your faces. Uh, so the hallelujah offering this year will be used for our, our music program. Half of it will be used for our music program. Half of it will be used for capital improvements for all of the things we have around our beautiful physical facilities. And um, I want to say hello, good morning to all of you who are worshiping uh, by Facebook Live today too. We're going to have a prayer now. And then I ask you to, to give cheerfully to the Lord. Lord, we do say hallelujah today. <clears throat> this is a day uh, of hope. This is the, the pinnacle of the Christian year, the day we've been waiting for. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done for us. And then help us as we purpose in our heart to do something for you, to give cheerfully, to give gladly, and to be a blessing to others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Scripture this morning will be from Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. The scripture will be up on the screen for you if you want to follow along that way, or you can grab a pew Bible out of the back of the pew by the, in front of you and follow along however you like to. Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 through 10. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb and suddenly there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it his appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow for fear of him the guards shook and became like dead men but the angel said to the women do not be afraid I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified He is not here, for he has been raised as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he's going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is the message for you. So they left the tomb quickly, and with fear and great joy, they ran to tell his disciples, Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers. Go to Galilee, and there they will see me. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. That first Easter morning, the followers of Jesus just didn't know what to do 
You ever been there where you just didn't know what to do? Um, so one of, uh, one of the choices when you don't know, what do you do when you don't know what to do? One of the things you could do is just kind of wrap yourself up in yourself. And that's what his, his disciples did. They, they kind of wrapped themselves in a, in a dark cocoon of, of fear and sadness and regret. And, and in that darkness, they were just kind of waiting for the dawn, waiting for an impossible dawn. In John 19, 19, we read, when the evening, it was the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. And then Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. And, and we, we get real excited about that Jesus came and said, peace be with you. But the first part of that verse is what I want to think about is, is they were closed behind locked doors and they were afraid and they were in darkness just jumping at every little sound, thinking that they might be next. Wrapped up in, in fear of what was going to happen in the future. Wrapped up in, in just the sadness because Jesus, they'd seen him die. And then also wrapped up in regret for the past because every one of them was thinking, well, I wish I could have done this. I wish I had not denied it. I wish I had not deserted him. What do you do when you don't know what to do? Another choice is to just get so frantically busy that you don't think about what you don't want to think about. And have you ever been dealing with something like a loss or problem and then someone said, this was their advice to you, just keep busy, you know, just keep busy. And you know, that works to a certain extent it doesn't work if you're staying so busy because you're trying to avoid the grief or the problem or, or whatever, you know. But then there's, there's kind of the middle way, okay? And that's what the women on Easter morning chose. There's the, there's the way of just frantic activity, and then there's the way of just frozen darkness and fear and regret and sadness. But then there's a middle way, there's a middle way where you just, what do you do when you don't know what to do? You just do what you can do. And that's what I think that, that Mary and the other Mary were doing that first Easter morning. They were just not focusing on the impossible, but just doing what was possible to do. Because it was impossible to go back in time. It was impossible for, for Peter, for instance, to go back and undeny Jesus three times right it was impossible to know what was going to happen in the future none of them knew but they could do what they were lovingly doing that first Easter morning and that was to rise up at dawn probably not having slept much the night before and then just going to finish preparing Jesus's body for burial see normally that job would have already been done but Jesus had died on Friday afternoon, right before the beginning of the Sabbath. And so for them to have done the full preparation of the body would have been considered working on the Sabbath. And they weren't going to do that. So instead, they hastily wrapped Jesus' body and prepared it as best they could before sundown and placed it in a borrowed tomb. And so they were taking an early morning walk. 
I, I walk in the morning um, with my dog. I, I walk her or she walks me. I don't know which is which. But anyway, we're out. We're walking in the morning. And in the morning, this time of the year, I love to see all the flowers blooming, all the trees blooming. It, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So I, it makes me wonder if the flowers and the trees were blooming that first Easter morning as they took their walk. Maybe, probably. I don't think they noticed, though. And when Sosa, the dog, and I take the early morning walk, I love to listen to the birds because the birds just are just singing their heads off early in the morning. If you've never just listened, just, they just sing a chorus for you. I wonder if the birds were singing that first Easter morning as they took their early morning walk. Probably were. But, you know, in their minds, I think those beautiful bird sounds were drowned out by the sounds of Jesus' mom crying and screaming as her son was crucified. Maybe in their minds, though. Maybe in their minds there was just tiny ember of hope. Because, after all, they had heard Jesus say these words. They had heard Jesus say, after three days, I will rise again. They had heard him say that. So maybe there was this little ember of, of, of hope. But then common sense just said, you know, that's crazy. Even to speak of such things would make people think that we're nuts. So Friday, though, had come and gone. That was the first day. And then Saturday had come and gone. That was the second day. And this was the dawn of the third day. Dawn had come. But was there any reason at all to hope? To tend that fire of hope inside? They'd seen Jesus with their own eyes. And they touched his dead body when they wrapped it up and hurriedly prepared it for burial before the Sabbath. And look, they were grown-ups. This wasn't the first time they'd been around death. But I think something inside of them wanted to believe. And then the scripture tells us in Matthew 28 there was an earthquake. And I call it a faith quake. Because suddenly they learned from an angel the lesson that we're still trying to learn 2,000 years later. And that lesson is this. All things are possible with God. All things are possible with God. The angel said, he's risen. He's not here. He's risen just like he said. Just like he said. And now the impossible dawn had come. He was dead. No doubt about that. I mean, they helped seen him placed into the tomb. They'd seen the stone rolled in place. But now the guards that were there to guard him were trembling in fear and the impossible had become possible by the power of God. This is the Easter message in a nutshell. The impossible becomes possible by the power of God. So, where this applies to all of us. So I want to ask you to just ponder this for a second. How many times have you faced an impossible dawn in your life? Have you ever spent a sleepless night tossing and turning, remembering the words that you said and wishing that somehow you could take them back? 
remembering something that you did and wishing that you could just kind of undo it that you had a one of those back to the future DeLorean cars that you could just kind of go back and or remember standing beside the grave of a loved one this is another impossible dawn your heart and your soul suffering and grieving and thinking if only if only I had another chance to say to them what I wanted to say if only I could hug them one last time but then something in us says impossible impossible but you know impossible is a funny word because we've all witnessed the impossible happen at different times in our life pastor andy and his family on spring break did some trips and they went to my where my mom lives now tuscumbia andy by the way is how you pronounce it tuscumbia birthplace of helen keller you know the story of helen keller helen keller helen keller's family everybody around even though the keller family was well known and um and very prominent nobody thought helen keller would ever amount to anything it was impossible but ann sullivan didn't believe that nobody thought that people could fly in any kind of airplane but wilbur and orville wright didn't believe that nobody thought somebody could walk on the moon but neil armstrong didn't believe that so we've seen the impossible come and go we're doing things today that when i watched the jetsons anybody watch the jetsons when you're a kid growing up and you could see them someone's talking to somebody and looking at them at the same time and i thought phew that's science fiction but here we are impossible so maybe there is a reason to hope for the impossible you and I are going to face impossible dawns many times we have already faced them we're going to face them but we face them because of Easter we face them with hope we face them with hope and we can tend the fire of hope in our hearts even if it's just a little ember because of Easter the sleepless night that we spent because we said something we wish we could take back or did something we wish we could undo the second chance that we long for is possible because of forgiveness and forgiveness is possible because of Jesus Christ Easter means we all get a second chance isn't that cool I think so can I tell you an old football story New Year's Day, 1929, Georgia Tech is playing the University of California and the Rose Bowl. And in that game, there was a guy named Roy Regals, uh, and he recovered a fumble. He was a center. He's an all-American all center for California. He recovered a fumble, and uh, he picked up the fumble, and he somehow got confused, and he started running toward the wrong goal line <laughs> he ran 65 yards in the wrong uh toward the wrong goal before one of his teammates caught him and turned him around and by that time uh the georgia tech team had caught up with anyway they tackled him on their own like five yard line and then they it was three and out 
And when California went to punt, Georgia Tech blocked the punt, and they ended up getting a safety. And um, that was it. And then it was the first half. And you imagine what the locker room was like in the Cal locker room. All the players were in there, and Roy Riggles was over in the corner with a towel over his head, just crying like a baby. And when the timekeeper came and told them the second half was about to start, the coach, Coach Price, said, all right, the same team that started the first half is going to start the second half. And everybody got up and put their helmets on and, and started out, everybody except Roy Regals. And Coach went over to him and said, Roy, didn't you hear me? I, I said that the players that started for the first half are going to start for the second half. And Roy Regal said, Coach, I just can't do it. I, I just go, I can't go out there and face that crowd again. They were booing me when we came off. I can't do it. And Coach Price took him by the shoulders and said, Roy, you get up and you go back out there because the game's not over yet. The game's not over yet. And in that second half, although Cal lost to Georgia Tech, all that second half, everybody says, the players from Georgia Tech said they had never seen a man play as hard as Roy Regals played or as well as Roy Regals played the second half. And, you know, people talked. After the game, he took on the nickname Wrong Way Regals. You know what I mean? And that just kind of followed him his whole life. It followed him, but you know what? He didn't let it bother him. He just kept on. He had a successful life, and toward the end of his life, in 1991, Roy Regals was inducted into the Rose Bowl Hall of Fame. Okay, fun little story for your trivia night down at the back forty, whatever, you know. There's a point to all this because we sometimes run as hard as we can go in the wrong direction. And by the time it catches up with us, it's too late. And we feel like, I just can't go back out there again. I just can't. I, I just can't do it. I was such a failure. And then, and then, we hear the voice whisper in our ear, the game's not over yet. God is a God of second chances. Because of Easter, we get a second chance. New hope, new dawn. With God, all things are possible. But what about that time that you're standing by the graveside of a loved one that you've lost, and you're grieving and you're hurting, and you just don't know? You just don't know what to do. Are you frantic and, and keeping busy just to, so you can keep your mind off of it? Or are you just wrapped up in a cocoon of of sadness and, and, and fear of the future and regret over the past. It was 45 years ago when my dad died, and I think about, I think about it uh, every time I come to Easter because my father died on Good Friday, and Easter afternoon was the day, it was the, when we buried him. And that Easter, um, I remember being by the graveside and, and Brother Earl Stewart, the same preacher that had baptized me when I was nine years old, 
looked at me when I was 17 years old and said these words of Jesus. He said, Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And that little kernel of hope is what I held on to. I remember waking up the, the Saturday after my dad had died thinking, oh, I, I'm just going to go into the kitchen and there he's going to be. But it wasn't. I was confused and I was sad, afraid. But Jesus, faithful is he who gave the promise, I am the resurrection and the life. And so that kernel of hope is what I held on to. It's what I hold on to today. The impossible dawn is made possible. Because Easter means even death is defeated. And Mary Magdalene and the other Mary found that out on Easter morning. And we are still finding it out today. We're still finding out what it means to be given a second chance because of forgiveness. We're still finding the hope and the promise of Christ that even death is swallowed up in victory. We're still hearing the message. Do you remember the message that the angel gave the Marys? One was, don't, don't be afraid. Don't let fear overwhelm you. The second one was, come and see for yourself. Come and see for yourself. I, I know that you knew, know that Jesus was placing this. Come and see. The grave is empty. Come see for yourself. And then the third was, go and tell. Don't be afraid. Come and see for yourself. And then go and tell. Go tell the other disciples that Jesus is going to meet them in Galilee. And they left. In verse 8 it says, they, they ran quickly from the tomb with fear and joy but mostly joy because the impossible dawn had come because of Easter we can hope because of Easter we get a second chance because of Easter even death is swallowed up thanks be to God let's pray Lord thank you for being the God who makes the impossible possible. Thank you for the promise of the new dawn, even in the darkest of our hours. Thank you, Lord, for the hope that Easter brings to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Stand together and let's worship.
and sisters, tend the fire of hope inside of you because with God, all things are possible. Amen.